0: this is Kenya Koviak and welcome to my magical cottagecore life. With times being uncertain and things changing so quickly in our country, some things have to be consistent. You have to find comfort where you can. And one of the things about cottagecore is that it's not only just an aesthetic, it's kind of like a way to look at life. So let's look at something that we can do at home that's easy simple we can always do it it's reliable it's unchanging it's something that we can control and one of those things we can control is making something simple and comforting to eat for ourselves and those we love so let's talk about pie crust When we think of pie crust the first thing that a lot of people will start thinking of is going to a shop or going to a store or market they go in they see a tube and there's some pie crust the next thing that you that might see is along the store shelves you'll see boxes different brands some are gluten-free now some are regular flour you have spelt flour all sorts of things are available and they're ready-made just add water and stir it doesn't say anything about what kind of person you are but does say something about how much time you have when it comes down to what kind of crust person you are but what i'm going to do today is we're going to share a recipe a simple recipe i learned when i was a young girl and once you learn this recipe really learn it. You'll be able to whip up a pie crust in no time flat. And you'll be able to make adjustments according to weather. Let's get started. Okay, so let's get you started with something really simple. A basic flour. It can be whole wheat it can be all-purpose but in this particular recipe I think your general all-purpose flour is the way to go try not to get self rising we don't really want that here and you won't need much just a simple cup for a single crust or two cups for a double crust but the basic recipe can be doubled if you double the recipe you double the amount of crust You can add or take away, depending on the weather, the amount of flour you will use, because trust me, this dough is going to get really sticky really quickly. Also, make sure to take off all rings and double scrub your hands, because your hands are going to be coated in this stuff. So, first things first. Let's say we start with a cup. The proportions are the same, no matter how much you use. So we're going to start with a cup. So if you have one cup of flour, you will use one half cup of shortening. That can be margarine, butter, uh, lard. It can be vegetable shortening, that kind. It should be soft but not melted. If you have one cup of flour and one half cup of shortening, you then use a quarter cup of water. Now, I know that measuring cups are all supposed to be separated by liquid and dry, but in a pinch you can you can use one container. It's up to you. Yes, it's pretty when you do it by exact measurements, but it's not really necessary. Take your flour, put it in a clean bowl. Now, take your shortening and cut it in Never heard of that? Let's talk about it. Cutting in shortening or butter into a cake or a crust or any kind of baked good means you take that particular item and you cut it in. Now, some people have a pastry cutter You can also use a knife, you can use a spoon, which makes it really difficult. But you're cutting it into the dough and you're just gonna keep on cutting in different directions until you make small little pebbles. And then you're going to take your hand, put it in and mush it around. You cannot make this dough work if you use it just with a spoon. You have to use the heat from your hands to make the dough come together. Little by little, you'll add your water. If you find that it's still not binding together very well, keep adding water. Why? Because it should be a sticky mess, but more of a ball, but it's going to be really messy and sticky. Once it gets to where it's cohesive or all stuck together in a big sticky wad, you're going to take a little flour and sprinkle it. Now this recipe takes a lot of flour as far as the the counter, just not in the initial mix. So keep sprinkling it until it's easy for you to kind of lift it out in the ball. Once you do that, sprinkle some on a a countertop or on wax paper or in a pie tray. Well, when I say pie tray, that's not a pan, that's not circle. The pie tray is like a big cookie sheet and you're gonna roll it out. And again, you're gonna need a lot of flour because this dough is sticky. Humidity in the air will change how this dough reacts to you so take your time and it's a lot of fun once you get it down once you roll it out to where you want don't roll it too too soft too thinly you'll be able to put it into your pie plate or on top of your pie or on top of your cobbler it really depends what you're using it for and yes you can keep this in the refrigerator Now one way to make the pie filling is to use standard fruit, but it doesn't have to be fruit. You can make meat pies too. And one other thing that you want to keep in mind is there's no reason you can't take some of your dehydrated herbs and add that that directly to the mix. You can either powder the herbs and add a little bit to the flour, or you can leave them in little pieces and scatter them throughout. Just remember. You'll have to adjust the flour, the shortening, and the water in tiny bits until you get just the right mix. One way you can incorporate herbs is to put in something like dried goosefoot, also known as lamb's quarter, which actually has its own naturally occurring yeast. So if you get a little rise, let me know. Another thing you could put in is maybe something like dried onion if it's a savory pie it's really up to you what you want to put in so let me know how yours turns out send me a message i think we've talked enough about pie Hopefully this is something that you can use to occupy your hands and your mind and give you some comfort in uncertain times. As we knead in the pie, make sure you're kneading in good thoughts and good feelings. That way good things happen to all who would eat it. I really love spending this time with you and I hope you learn something new. Giving a gift of food is a love language for some people and I know it's mine. So, if you're like me, you probably have a lot of room in your book of stuff for all the different kinds of recipes you can try with this particular creation. It's not my original recipe. I'm letting you know now. But it was given to me, so I'm giving it to you. And before we go, let's talk about the portions one more time. The proportions. One part flour one-half part shortening, one-quarter part water. Adjust as you see fit. You could even go all out and put in beet juice instead of water if you really wanted to color it up a little bit. The choice is yours. And thank you for coming to listen to my Magical College Core Life.